There are two questions every American should be asking after the latest school shooting tragedy. It's number one, how can we all, parents or not, how can everybody make sure that schools are safe and secure? And number two, how do we communicate? What's the best way to talk to kids about being safe? What school safety is all about, how to get to safety, and how important it is. Thanks for finding the Cool Dad Rules. My name is Bill Adams. Not the not the lightest topic we've ever covered, but I honestly, seriously don't think there's any more important one that we could be dealing with right now. And I want to introduce you to an organization called Safe and Sound Schools and its executive director and co-founder, Michelle Gay. This couldn't be any closer to her heart and near and dear to her because she's somebody literally that's turned tragedy into action and positive development here. She lost a daughter back in Sandy Hook and I know you know what that tragedy was all about. We're going to get that information out there, how it's relevant to all of us and how parents can use these resources to keep kids safe because that's what it's all about. Michelle, first of all, thank you so much for your time. And again, I mean it, turning tragedy into something positive is, is pretty rare these days, but you're doing it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's talk about this organization now. It's safeandsoundschools.org is the website. That's exactly what you do. I mean, th there's a plethora of resources on there, information, but really it, it, it's about focusing on the schools themselves. So much of this stuff goes back to the actual infrastructure of these buildings, doesn't it? A lot of it does. Yeah. I mean, kind of back to basics, right? Asking Asking people to just think like we did, you know, mm. um, like, and like many are right now, like, oh my gosh, uh, how, how can we make sure that our kids are safe yeah. going to school tomorrow? Um, so it really does, I think for a lot of communities start with the basics, start, starts with the building and the campus and taking a, a hard look at what you've got and what you need. So many of us who, who and I've talked to so many parents and kids actually that came out of Parkland and, and really I was under the impression, I th actually, I think a lot of people listening right now, Michelle, were under the impression that we had learned. I thought the information was out there. I thought the momentum was going towards school safety, hardening schools, securing schools, how important and how effective that is. Uh, you know, sadly, what I think we're learning is how far we have to go. Is that the impression you've gotten here recently? You know, it, it, it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, that's how I felt sitting in the parking lot um, in Sandy Hook that morning, you know, almost 10 years ago. I was like, wait a minute. We, what, I thought we had fixed this, yeah. you know, uh, are really, are we here still, you know? Um, and, and so, I, and I think that is the feeling time and time again. And I think that is why it's so important that we keep this conversation going every day because it, it takes our attention and our time and our focus all together as communities mm. every day. Um, there won't be that quick fix. There won't be that, okay, we're done. We've figured it out. We've solved it. Um, it really takes a lot of, a lot of us working together um, in concert and working in a lot of things, like you mentioned um, with a focus on, you know, securing the building and campus and, and some of the, um, the tools and tech that help with that. And as well, you know, looking at the softer side, which is so very important, the culture and the climate, the mental health resources, yeah, for sure. you know, all of those things. It's all those things in balance. What have we learned since? It's not like, you know, we always tend to get fooled into thinking because there's so much information, so many opinions, so many stories about so many angles and hot takes out there right now. It's not a new yeah. conversation. School safety has been around 
way, way before even Sandy Hook happened. But we've it's it's been decades of just not doing enough. Certain pockets here and there, certain things, certain things. But what have you learned? And a lot of we'll get into how you can actually do a little parental checklist on on your own local school here. But what have you learned through the organization over the years about what's really truly effective in in making a school secure? So to your point, that's probably the biggest um, takeaway for me and for my organization in this work. You know, when we stepped into this work, like everybody, of course, we were looking for the thing, Yeah. you know, the, the, the solution, the program, the staff, the hire, whatever, right? We were looking for the law, you know, all of those, those ideas. Um, I don't want to discredit a single one of them because it's wonderful that people are talking about these things, but it's, it, it can't be any one of those things. It has to be all of those things working together comprehensively. So that for us is, is how we approach it. Um, uh, we look at a comprehensive approach to school safety, one that requires school communities to come together and put all this together in balance. What kind of mental and behavioral health resources and programs do you have in place or do you need in place? What kind of health and wellness resources and programs do you have? What kind of security and, and safety infrastructure do you have? What's your, you know, culture and climate? How engaged is your community? What kind of leadership is in place to sustain what you're building. And then what do you have on the day-to-day? What are the, you know, operations and emergency management pieces in your community? Do you have people that own those? Like what are the drills? What are the practices? What are the policies? And when we can start to get people to look at that bigger picture, and that's when we are able to ensure that our kids are safe and sound, whether we're talking about, you know, a natural disaster, an act of violence, um, wildfires, crime in the neighborhood, suicide. Unfortunately, all of our our schools are dealing with all of, of you know, a, a variety of different issues that, that are challenges today. Oh, there's no doubt. And they seem to be compounding. And you said something there, Michelle, that I think is so key. And this was what, you know, again, a lot of, I don't know, maybe it's just us being lazy parents, but I kind of went into my kids being in school with an assumption that, wow, school resource uh, officers and school security is in direct um contact with the local authorities, aren't they? I mean, I, I never even asked the question, but what we're learning is there's sometimes that huge disconnect. And no, and it's not the, you know, we're trying to teach our kids the ABCs, but one of those things that we all have to know is what is the procedure? You know, what is the, if something bad happens, who's in contact with whom? How does it happen? What's their ability to get to your kid's school? And what's the security issue? And that's, Listen, it's like I said at the beginning, it, it's not the it's not the thing we all want to ask, but it's vitally important to ask these kinds of questions. It absolutely is. You know, we're we're no longer in an era. I don't know if we ever were in an era where we could just like drop our kids off and say, yes, yeah, somebody else is somebody else has got got it all. You know, it's under yeah. control. Um, you know, I know we have an SRO. I know we have a principal. I know we have a school counselor. And like, it's it's their job. Now I can go focus on work. Right. Um, yeah. And and so the answer there is just what you said. It's about asking those questions. Obviously, asking them in a very proactive, supportive way. Like, hey, I'm here to help. Um, I want to know because I want to know what my role is, and I, I I want to know if if there's anything that you need from me because hey. I'm a member of this community. Um, I have resources and ideas, but more importantly, you have my baby. So I need to know, um, and I have a right to know what, what the plan is and, and to be a part of that plan. 
Is that part of what I love about in just over the past few days going through uh, your website, safeandsoundschools.org? There's a lot of great resources there. There's a lot of checks, checklists there because, you know, as individuals, we look for, okay, point me in the right direction. What do I do? Is there a, is there a safety checklist if you're new to a community or you're new to having your kids in school to go through and literally what kinds of questions to ask for the community school you're at to find out if it's safe? Like, well, like, where do you start? What kinds of things do you look for? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think, especially when parents step into this conversation, you know, you have a lot of questions, but you just don't even know where to to start with them, or you, you, you don't want to ask a stupid question, you don't want to be offensive. There's all sorts of barriers, right, to, to coming forward and asking your questions. So we have a toolkit tool in our Straight A Safety Toolkits resource, and all of our resources are free. So, you know, just, just hop on. Once you log in, you have access to all of our resources all the time for free. Um, but in the Straight A Safety Toolkit, um, you'll find a couple useful tools. Um, if you're a parent who's just stepping into this conversation, you know, there's a, a tool that says, you know, what if our school faced a security threat? Um, and it really is just that list of things to think about, things you can ask and how you can ask them um, and, and just get that conversation started. And, you know, one thing I would say too to parents is that you might find that your principal doesn't have all the answers. Your school resource officer doesn't have all the answers. And, and I don't want to say that that's okay. I just want to say that that's reality. And so we have to figure these things out together. So, um, you know, to, to ask those questions and understand that we're all trying to figure this out. We're all trying to work together um, and come into it with, you know, if you, if, if we, if I ask you a question that you don't have the answer to, I want to be a part of helping to find find that answer. So check out that tool. Um, there are a variety of tools in the Straight A Safety uh, toolkits that that parents can use as a, a good starting point, you know, for their involvement. We also have a program called Parents for Safer Schools, yeah. which is really designed to help parents step into that leadership role and pull up a, a seat at the table of school safety. Boy, that's vitally important as well. I was fascinated by that, Michelle, because, hey, there's something we've learned about parents, about us over the past couple of years. When we do jump into action, my God, a lot can get done. I mean, over the past couple of years, that was mainly about curriculum. But when it comes yeah. to this, when parents do, who knows, But before you even wait for something nationally to happen, who knows? But locally, that's where, if you don't get those answers or, the, or satisfactory answers, that's where it happens, right? You got to get involved in meetings, uh, calls organizations, rallying points, whatever you got to do. If you're not satisfied with where the situation is, that's what that's what you have to start doing, right? Yeah. And you said it, you said locally. And I yeah. think that is a critical thing for people to remember as we, we try to move forward from this heartbreak that I think everyone feels now and, and those families and, um, and, and the victims and, um, and really, you know, so many people just, just, and in a in a moment of devastation that you know they're gonna it's gonna take a lifetime to move forward from. But I think the answer sometimes we we look to the feds, right? We look yep. to our our big um, you know Congress and senators and and all, all of those um, national leadership entities, um, and we should, right? But. I'm telling you, the real work is on the ground in your community. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to see change, if, if you want to know for sure, um, you know, 
what is in place in your school and community and how you can help. That's where you need to focus your energy. That's where you can make a difference today. So I, I encourage people, yes, continue those national level conversations, state level conversations. Those are all important. But the real drivers of change, that's our communities. You know, that's our parents. That's our teachers, our SROs coming together and solving the really unique issues that our kids and our teachers, our school communities are facing. Then there's another huge element to this, Michelle, and this is something that should happen, obviously, before, God forbid, anything would happen, is the conversation with kids. And there's another thing, I think, I hope we're learning, another big assumption on my part, but uh, there's a way to talk to kids about school safety and what's going on here, because they get the news, too. I mean, even if they're not watching network news, it's coming through social media. There's a way to talk to them without freaking them out, though, because I truly believe, this is just what I've learned with my, my two kids who are teenagers now, with too much information or if you make it too stark, I think you can scare them into inaction. And that's the exact opposite of what we're trying to do here. So what, what's the best possible way for a parent to try to talk to kids about finding what safety is, how they can be safe at schools, and the importance of it? Yeah. And you know, you're right. And it's, it's not just like inaction. It's like, it's potentially traumatizing and, you know, damaging um, if we don't get this conversation right. But the thing is, as parents, as teachers, we field a lot of tough questions from our kids, right? We have a lot of uncomfortable conversations with them um, and we get, we get pretty good at it. Right. So I think keeping it super basic at all times, doesn't matter if your kid's an 18 year old, um, you know, they don't need to know um, a high level of, of specifics about like tactics or, you know, um, you know, any kind of, you know, like law enforcement type response mm. or something like that. They just need to know what are the things that they can do if their environment for any reason should become unsafe. You know, whether again, whether we're talking about um, a natural disaster, a tornado, a fire, um, someone who just is not behaving right. You know, if it, we, we say, if it doesn't look right, feel right, smell right, sound right. Yeah. Um, what, what can you do? Well, you can leave, uh, you can leave, you can get out. How many different ways can you get out of this place? Um, you can find a safer spot. You know, you can move away. Um, you can move out of sight. Um, you can you can remove uh, someone who is acting in a dangerous way. You can remove their access to you, right? So we talk in those terms as opposed to, you know, really um, potentially traumatic terminology or, you know, sensory oriented or, or stimuli, um, you know, kind of stimulation, kind of simulation, kind of language. Right. That's all important for the pros. That's important for our police officers, our firefighters, our military folks. They need to train at that level and talk at that level. But the rest of us civilians, um, you know, we're pretty good at like stop, drop and roll. We're pretty good at, oh, the fire alarm just went off. That means I have to stop what I'm doing right. and walk calmly and carefully out of the building. That's all I need to know, really. So let's focus on that and let's not get too caught up in the imaginings because when we do that to students 
students and staff. Um, we really do have a potential. We know and we're, we're seeing it um, when drills and practices go wrong and they are too heavy in, in simulation in that kind of a style. Um, that can be really traumatic. And that is the opposite of what we want to do here. We want to empower students and teachers to be able to be safe, not just in school, but out in the world. These are life skills that we're talking about. Right. Um, just like, you know, any other life skill, right? You know, it's fascinating you say that because it's been such a focus on give them the real deal, give them the truth. Well, when it comes to this though, like you're saying, what we're learning, Michelle, is we need to make these schools secure with tactical security. Let let the adults handle that part. With kids, it's about making them aware in all situations. And we shouldn't ever doubt the importance of that awareness. Like you said, as a life skill, might be the most important of all. Truly, truly. And we're we're built for this. We are designed as human beings when something doesn't feel right there's alarm bells go off so let's encourage our kids to recognize those rather than poo-pooing them you know we often mm. do that as as adults pay attention to your body pay attention to your reaction uh you know and think about what is it what is your instinct telling you my oh gosh i really just want to get out of here i don't feel safe well let's pay attention to that and let's plan for that if you don't feel safe here where can you go? You know, what what action can you take? Can can we close and lock this classroom door quickly and safely if something sounds dangerous, you know, out in the hallway? Let's have those conversations now. Those are simple actions. Um, those are those are manageable behaviors that, you know, regular, ordinary kids, teachers and, and you and I can do. It's great. I'm telling you. And here's something we all we all can do. Even if you don't even have any kids, I would start with this safeandsoundschools.org. So many great resources on there. Your background story, Michelle, and how you came to be a co-founder and executive director of this. And also, I, I think maybe the most important section of that entire website you have on there is Parents for Safe Schools to organize on this and to do it the right way. And again, that's going to translate to local action. That's what gets it done. Thank you so much for the information, Michelle Gay. Uh, I'd love to talk to you again in the future here soon. Hopefully, you know, under better circumstances maybe, but you're a hero to me. I, I said it in the beginning, but uh, to turn something tragic into something positive and positive action, that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Again, safeandsoundschools.org. And thanks for finding the Cool Dad Rules. My name is Bill Adams, sharing the podcast, subscribing, all that good stuff. And on the socials, by the way, anywhere you find. Cool Dad Rules, you're going to find me. It's easy right there on all podcast platforms as well. Not all of it's going to be that serious, but I don't know if anything will ever be more important than that. With all that said, we'll talk to you soon.